our new bestie has changed how we track our investments. Why have over 400,000 investors chosen ShareSite? It's simple. This online investment dashboard for your investment portfolio supports over 500,000 stocks, ETFs, and funds, plus integrated with more than 200 platforms, ensures your entire investment portfolio is organized and accessible in one place. Move beyond the limited insights from brokerage statements. ShareSite offers a comprehensive view of your financial performance, including analyzed reports, dividend gains, and the impact of currency fluctuations, all through intuitive graphs and visualizations. But here's the best part. For the investee besties out there, ShareSite is offering a special deal. Save four months when you purchase an annual premium plan. It's time to dive deep into performance metrics, streamline tax reporting, and share your portfolio with ease. Join the link in the episode description to sign up to ShareSite now and transform your investment experience. Today's Thursday, which means we're bringing you Girls That Startup, a weekly series where we spill the tea on how to create a seven-figure side hustle because no one saves their way to wealth. You're joined today by Sim, a multi-seven-figure business owner, and with me is Maya, an entrepreneur in the making. Kia ora, Maya. Kia ora, Sim. How are we? We are fabulous. The sun is shining. Spring has started to sprung <laughs> in Aotearoa, so it's fabulous. It's really common, like we'll have content and people will be like, wait, I thought it was, I think winter's coming. And we're like, no, we live in New Zealand. And so we have like opposite weather, like mm-hmm. everyone over in the States is like fall, autumn, like it's all like Thanksgiving cold vibes. And we're like, take off my clothes. Let's go to the, well, that makes me sound like I'm going to a nudist beach. Take off my jumper. I mean, good. No, thank you. Nothing wrong with that. No, thanks. <laughs> I like to move on from this conversation actually okay yeah so i'm happy the sun is out i'm wearing a fabulous sundress and it just feels so good to feel sun on my skin on my face you just love the endorphins absolutely love the dopamine it. yeah guys I, i'm so embarrassed right now so maya and i are recording and we're actually recording in we have like a recording office in in auckland but there is all this construction going on mm-hmm. outside and it's just like clank, clank, clank. And so we're recording in a storage room in the office that we're working in because it's like a shared office. It's giving first time podcast recording. It's giving startup. It's giving like we have $20 to our name for this business and this is what we're working with. And this is like some uncle's office that we've got and we're literally in the storage room because mm. nowhere else will take us. Yeah, but we're not. No, we're not. Yeah. We're, we're a multi something. <laughs> There's like some cat food, boxes of cat food. It's actually really funny. I think it's really funny. I'm it's- so embarrassed. But anyway, we're here. Otherwise, it'll, it'll be boring, Sim. It would be boring. Yeah. Thank it needs you. a traditional office space, even though you have one. Yeah. No, I'm very excited. <laughs> and you know what? It's kind of cooler in here anyway, so at least we're not sweating. Yeah. Much cooler. So what are we talking about today, Maya? Today, we are talking about how to have the confidence to start a business. Why do you think people like confidence when it comes to starting their businesses? Oh, because it's nerve-wracking. What about it is nerve-wracking? You're putting yourself out there. You are very vulnerable. And especially, you know, you are open to other people's opinions and criticism. 
And so it's, yeah, it's very nerve wracking because you could think, oh, my business idea is fabulous. And everyone's like, that's dumb. Or that's been done before. Mm. Or how are you going to do that? That's Mm. impossible. And so if you have these thoughts already and then other people mirror that or project that onto you, it can be a little bit soul crushing. Oh, I I like that you talked about the word vulnerable. Like Mm. why why does it feel vulnerable to start a business? Because when we talk about vulnerability, I think we imagine like it's vulnerable to open up about depression or it's vulnerable to share your feelings. But starting a business, how did that make you vulnerable? I think it... It definitely depends on what you're doing. Mm -hmm. If it's, you know, I'm thinking if I'm creating phone cases or laptop cases, that's kind of something that is like, oh, cute. That's nothing out of the ordinary, I would say. Um, It's more like a traditional business. Yeah. Whereas, you know, starting a woman investing company when that wasn't very popular at all, I can see how that, you know, you'd be vulnerable. Do you also feel vulnerable like in your business, like while being with Maya and like starting that up? I feel vulnerable about putting myself on the internet. Why? Because it's not a normal thing to do. Like, What do you mean by that? Because like I grew up, I'm in my late 20s and in like high school and early university days, like my early 20s, we had social media and Instagram, but it wasn't to the level that it is now Mm -hmm. where... 16, 18, 20 year olds are so comfortable because it's just the norm. Everyone is dancing in front of their camera, talking to their phone, you know, doing little vlogs and stuff like that. That to them is just normal. Mm -hmm. It wasn't normal for us. And so like even still now, when I talk on Instagram, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have so many redos. Really? Yeah. But you seem so confident. Like from the outside, I would not know that. Mm. Well, I feel confident speaking yeah. because I'm confident in what I say. Yeah. But sometimes it's that same thing about when you cringe, when you hear your own voice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm learning to lean into the cringe because that means that you're growing. I love that. Mm. Leaning into the cringe. I feel like I saw that on TikTok and which is not a bad place to be mm-hmm. learning these days. Yep. And I love it. Like leaning into the cringe you have to be cringe to start. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever met any successful business owner that has an online business or like, you know, puts herself out there that wasn't cringe at the start. Mm. No one turns up and is like polished. Exactly. And like you have to pay your dues. You can't have like a successful business without being a bit cringe. No, you have to have the <laughs> embarrassing posts or stutters or kind of a little bit, not so regrets, but like that tang of I could have said something a little bit better than that but that's how you learn that is how you learn Mm. I like that I think it's awesome to hear like what it's like at the start because I think it's I'll be honest I think I can't relate to it anymore because it's been so long since I first started posting online I feel like when I started Instagram it was in 2016 and I started posting then and it was unusual then to like be like hey guys this is like what I think and these are my opinions but as time goes on I think confidence really comes when like when people are like Simran how do you get confident how do you start your business mm-hmm. how do you get out there and not be afraid I I think confidence comes from action which is such a I guess like weird way of putting it but confidence comes from doing it and then realizing it wasn't that bad and then doing it again and realizing okay it's not the end of the world and the more you do the more you have like 
data or proof that like you can do something. And I think that's where my confidence would come from. My confidence wasn't this inherent deep down, like I've got it. I'm going to be great at what I do. Even when I started Girls I Invest, I remember typing out a message to Sonia that I still have today where I was like, I don't know if people are going to like my personality. <laughs> like I don't like, you, you know, you've got your friends mm-hmm. and your friends are the small subset of like people that like you, but Am I going to be likable to the masses? Yeah. <laughs> is the average person going to be like, oh, Simran is likable or kind or funny? I don't know. You've never, like, put yourself out there. And I'd like to think, you know, that that is the case. <laughs> I, I would say so. I think we're doing okay. Yeah. But that confidence, yeah, it never came inherently. It came from, like, doing th- something and then being like, okay, people – do like this or they do care or we did get three likes on this post and then doing another thing and okay we got like 10 listens on the podcast this is like proof that maybe we can do more and the more I would do and the more that would come out right the more I'd get confident Hmm. okay that is really comforting to hear because I think confidence can be this obscure thing where people can feel like it's not attainable yeah. Yeah. Like it's like, how do you actually build confidence? There's no like training manual. There's like no degree or thing that you need to path, exact path, and you'll be guaranteed to get confidence. So that is a really good tangible way of seeing things because it does, yeah, it does make sense. You know, the first time, like one of my biggest fears was learning how to drive. Yes. And so every time when I, you know, started driving, I had zero confidence. I was so scared. And then, now, I'm like easily, driving is so easy for me, but it's just like the more that I do it, the easier it becomes. Do you remember that saying I used to tell you to yes. help you drive? <laughs> it was so helpful. Like I genuinely would say that the dumbest person I know is driving and I'm not a dumb person. Guys, for context, when Maya was like starting to drive and she was a little bit nervous, she was like, I was like, Maya, this really helped me when I was starting mm-hmm. to drive. Just imagine the dumbest person you know. Yeah. Like just they're in your head, the dumbest person you know, maybe they were from school, maybe they were from somewhere else, you know, and maybe they're a relative, whoever they are, the dumbest person you know has their driver's license. Yeah. They passed. Mm-hmm. They can navigate the roads. Why can't you? So can you. If they can learn how to do it, you'll be able to learn how to do it. Yeah. And that was genuinely like my little mantra that I used to say when I felt nervous. I was like the dumbest. I just kept saying, I was like the dumbest person I know is driving. I can do this. You can do this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) But but it works. It It, works. It works. It's also really interesting to hear you saying that you can sometimes feel nervous in your journey as someone that's starting their business because Maya is actually quite confident as a person like you day to day like in the office or in your job or with your friends like you're a confident Mm. person you're very secure in yourself it's not like you're insecure and therefore starting a business is like another insecurity so it goes to show like you can still be a confident person in life but yet you still feel nervousness when it comes to business Mm. it's really interesting yeah well I think it's Yeah, the kind of putting yourself out there in a different way, Mm -hmm. which I think of as the vulnerability for me. But it's not something necessarily that I'm nervous to do every day. Mm -hmm. It'll just be like some things that I'll be like, oh, I kind of don't, this is uncomfortable for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I, I have found that the more that I do it, it's the easier that it becomes, which is something that I actually didn't really reflect on until you spoke about it now. I'm happy to help Maya. Yeah. 
For business owners, every transaction is more than just a swipe of the card. It's the culmination of your hard work, dedication, and commitment to your customers. That's why I'm excited to share with you a game-changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments. Introducing Tap to Pay on iPhone, powered by Stripe. Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone and the best part, there's no additional hardware required. Think about it, from local pop-ups to global retailers, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. So how can tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple, increased revenue, expanded reach and enhanced customer experience. It's a win-win-win. To learn more about how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. Um, so Sim, do you remember any obstacles or feeling of what's that imposter syndrome? When you started Girls at a Mist? Imposter syndrome. I used to feel imposter syndrome a lot in life in general. And every now and again, you'll get like a little whiff of it. Like I was at an event. It was like an investor showcase. So it was for venture capital investors, people that wanted to invest in private companies, like, you know, companies that haven't been made publicly available, like Airbnb when it was new. Mm -hmm. And they were like, hey, we want a few investors now. And then eventually it will IPO and the everyday person can buy shares in it. Mm -hmm. But right now only a few people can. So I went to one of those and it was amazing, but it wasn't my normal crowd because it was a lot of older people Mm -hmm. and it was a lot of men and it was a lot of men of a certain like ethnicity, like a lot of white guys. And there were women, there weren't a lot of them. There was even less people of color. And I guess... I'm not like trying to blame the event organizers. I think it was just the reality. The way that the rooms look. At the stage and time, which makes me very glad to be there so that like things can start changing. Mm -hmm. But I just felt, so I arrived and I, I was meeting some friends there and I arrived a little bit earlier. So I was there by myself and I turned up and I feel like if I walk into a room, I'm quite comfortable to like make eye contact with someone. Like yeah. I'm an extrovert. So the poor person that like looks me in the eye, I like you're like, hey. I like beeline to them. Yeah. Like, hey, love your outfit. What are you doing here? Like, how's it going? You know? And I was like, I can't just walk up to a group of random old white guys. Like, I can't do it. Mm. I want to. I want to be like, hey, how's your week going? But yeah. like they're gonna be like, Can I help you? What are you Are you the event organizer? Yeah. Like, do we need to go sit down? Yeah. <laughs> like, are you here to take you our drinks? Yeah. And so Mm. I do every now and again get imposter syndrome. But to overcome it, there was this one quote that really changed my life. And it was by Rob Dial, who runs the Mindset Mentor podcast. Mm -hmm. And he said, when you know something quite well, you also know how much you don't know, right? Mm. So let's say with you, it's wellness. For me, it's investing. I know a lot of investing. But because it's something that is my field of interest, I also know how much is out there and there's like this vast expansion of knowledge. You'll always not know something because, mm. you know, life keeps growing and that space keeps improving. For the average person, though, in your head, you might think you only know 20% of your topic mm-hmm. of expertise. The average person will look at you and go, wow, she knows like 80% about wellness. Well, she knows 80% about investing because she knows more than me. But in our heads, we're like, only know 20% of like what's out there. Yeah. Your 20% is someone else's 80%. And what you know, what took you from being 
someone that knew nothing to someone that is an expert in your area, that's what the everyday person that is your target audience or someone that wants to learn from you, that's what they want help with. And it's really beautiful. And we spend so much time thinking, oh my God, I don't know anything. Like, what will people say? But I remember when I was, because before I did finance, I was in healthcare and I was at the hospital. We were studying. And an ophthalmologist, which is an eye doctor, he looked into someone's eyes, right, at the hospital. And then he like stepped back and he said to the patient point blank, he was like, I don't know what's going on. I'm going to go get a second opinion. And he walked out the door and he brought another ophthalmologist and she was like a senior. I mean, they were both mm-hmm. like older. He wasn't like a super young guy. And she came and she had a look and she was like, oh, this is what's happening, da, da, da. And I was like, he didn't stutter to say, I don't know what's going on. I'm going to go get help. Like, I think that's so smart. You don't have to know all the answers. But he wasn't like, oh, my God, what is this patient going to think that I'm a doctor and I don't know what's wrong with his or her eyes? Like, what are they going to think? I'm just not clever enough. An ophthalmologist is someone that's done six years of medical school and then like five years of training. It is one of the hardest specialties to get into. Mm. And it wasn't like, let me guess and not seem dumb. It was like, I'm not afraid to say I don't know and I'm just going to get some help. And I was like, we're always learning. There's always things you don't know. Mm. And that's okay. It's okay. It's fine. Yeah. I really like that you mentioned your target audience. They are what you think is 20% of knowledge in your field is the 80%. And that is so comforting to me because even I think there is, there's so much matauranga knowledge about like well-being and wellness is huge and I have felt so many times, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know anything. Mm -hmm. But then when I talk to people and I'm talking about for me basic concepts or issues that are happening that I think are just normal or kind of like a little bit common sense, they have no idea about it. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really comforting to hear that. That's so true. Like when you talk to me about things and you talk about them as if they're common sense, I'm like, that's really interesting. I didn't realize that about like my gut health or I didn't realize that about like, you know, things that I can do to improve myself. It's just, but for you, it's, it's like a walk in the park. Mm. No, I think that's another tangible step for people who are struggling with confidence or, you know, at times feel nervous and vulnerable like myself, especially online is because imagine you're just talking to people who don't know anything and you know stuff you know stuff we know stuff we know stuff i think if i could give you three tips to improve your confidence when it comes to business just to to wrap this up i would say you are not going to get confidence by like feeling it confidence is not going to be something that like you like manifest and you wake up and you're like i'm that person like Mm -hmm. i'm that you know gal you get confidence by trying something and it fails and you learn a little bit more from it and then you try again and you fail a little bit less and you try again and then you start getting things right and you're like, I know stuff. Mm. You're like, I executed that. Like, I think I'm going to try that and I'm going to try and make it work and then it works. And you're like, there's like something going on in this brain that like it's makes working. sense. It's working. Yeah. And that's where confidence comes from. The second thing when it comes to having confidence is knowing that honestly everyone is kind of in the same boat everyone kind of puts on a facade of always knowing what they're doing but we're all human we're Mm. all doing the same thing so many times you'll see even like that doctor if you saw that doctor in the hospital walking past with their clipboard you'd be like that's a person that's got their stuff together He, he knows he knows yeah and he's not afraid to be like 
I don't know what on earth is going on with your eye, <laughs> even though this is my job. Yeah. And I'm just going to get someone else that knows more because I'm maybe not smart enough to know what's wrong, but I'm smart enough to go and get help. Mm. And that's actually a really powerful tool to like be able to master as well, because you can't help someone if you don't know what's going on and pretending like you know isn't going to do you any favors. It's not going to get you there. And the third is understanding that just because you can be confident in the rest of your life doesn't mean you're automatically going to be able to transfer that confidence into starting a business. It is a different journey. Give yourself time. Understand that your 20% is someone's 80% and you can still be useful and you can still be helpful. And if you're, you know, if your heart's in the right place, the confidence will come. Oh, that's very sweet, Sim. I'm happy to help. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If Girls at Startup has at any point been helpful to you, we would love you to take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram story, tag us. We want to hear how you're finding the episodes, if we're being able to help you create change. Maya, we had someone message the other day and she said that she started her business from listening to the episodes. Oh, that is so sweet. Right? Oh, that's so wholesome. It was beautiful, but... Anyway, see you next week, Maya. Kakitisim. <laughs> Bye. Bye. And as always, to finish off with our disclaimer, Girls That Invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances. Always do your research and please use your due diligence. Alrighty, till next time team. Bye.